Everybody, body, everybody. I say body as in every like, body bag. Yep. Like every, <laughs> every body we make. <laughs> We're here. This is scaring and sharing. We're back it, again. Yes. It's the place where we share our scares with each other and you, all you people out there in the dark. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm Brandy Joe, the flame and scream queen. And I am Jeremy Rusk, your original Sasquatch Slim. The O-G-S-S, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's much earlier than we normally meet, and I am slap happy. Yeah, you're ready to go. I'm just starting to get the coffee in me, so like, let's, <laughs> let's see what happens. Let's do this. So, Jeremy, I discovered something this week that I didn't know about. What's that? That there's a Slumber Party Massacre remake happening. Whoa! I didn't hear about that. At Sci-Fi. And there's a, a oh, poster. A po <laughs> I know, and it sounds kind of fun, though. There's a poster and, like, a couple images. But the poster's fun because it looks really throwback. And the killer looks like, in my memory of what the killer looks like in the OG. But, yeah, and so I saw that, and I was like, oh, I wonder if you knew about this. So it's no. kind of exciting. Maybe I heard about it somewhere along the line that's uh i know everybody i know your gut reaction is sci-fi channel you know uh, sci-fi original movies you're thinking like sharknados and stuff like that uh and maybe not the best quality but there there's some good ones mixed in there so yeah it'll be interesting also um Grady, I have some Grady Hendrix news, who is my best friend's exorcism, and he has the Final Girl support group coming out this month. It's, I can't remember when it is, sometime soon. But his audiobook for the Final Girl support group is going to be narrated by Adrian King, mm. who's Alice from Friday the 13th. Mm. So I'm so excited. He's always, he really has talked a lot i know on development hell and then so a couple other places he's talked about how they really did alice dirty in friday the 13th but you know there's all those i think that the final verdict in regards to like the documentaries and everything is that she was she had a stalker in real life adrian king did and so she didn't want to do like the full movie but like she had a contract and then she didn't know she was getting killed off. Like, I, I guess it is still a little murky because in my head, I thought I had it figured out, but, mm -hmm. but she didn't know she was like getting killed. And I guess she like showed up, I feel. And like, they didn't really have a script for, which is why that opening sequence of part two just like feels like it goes on forever. She just like wanders around the house for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And then she's the like, phone. remember that time I was really scared. And then Jason <laughs> stabs her in the head and then it's <laughs> like, huh? And it's like so weird how he like finds her. Like he's just out, like just goes into town. <laughs> just yeah. Like, yeah. Puts her just... up in a phone book and finds her. Wait, it, it better yet. I remember she opens the fridge and isn't Jason's mom's head in the fridge? Yeah. As like mom's a, head is there. As a psych out. So he was just walking around town with mom's head. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, he passes some little kid on the street. I remember yep. I love the opening sequence of his boots in the rain, but like theoretically he's walking around with the bag on his head because we know that's what he you know yeah so and it's not like it's like, halloween yeah i know and people are just like well i guess the elephant man's out and about with a 
human <laughs> head in his hand. So, <laughs> but also further on Grady Hendrix and Slumber Party Massacre news, blending these two things together tonight, which is July 10th, and next week, which is July, which is the day after you're probably hearing this, July 17th. Grady Hendrix is doing what they're calling Stabby Saturdays on Shutter, and they're showing like tonight. They're doing Slumber Party Massacre 1 and 2. And they're showing it on like Shutter TV. And then next week, there's like two other sort of Slumber Party-ish type films. Let me see. Very cool. I did see that ad for um, Stabby Saturday, Slumber Party 1 and 2 on, uh, you know, my targeted marketing on Facebook or Instagram or one of my social media. So they they know what I like. It's almost entirely just horror movie stuff or weird science fiction nerd like merchandise. (laughs) They know what I'm looking at. They know I'm old because I get like um, erectile dysfunction ads. Oh, yeah. There you go. And like um, going bald ads. So. Mm-hmm. They know me. Oh, and I, <laughs> and, I, and I, I get a lot of glasses targeted marketing for you know eyewear. So, and you know what else? I someone had uh, you know it was actually on Dread Central. I think one of these horror sites, and I think it was Dread Central. They had had this article showing this um, these bookends or this thing that you put in your bookcase of like Jack Torrance, like like peeking through the door in the shining and they had like this ad and it was like super cheap it was like 30 dollars, but it was like made of glass it was really cool i ordered one and then i was like was like i wonder if there's something like this on etsy and i go on etsy and sure as shit the exact same thing as on etsy for like 200 dollars because that is the original and the one that dread central put up was like one of these fake places that's like getting this cool art that someone has done and then pretending to sell it for super cheap so you buy it and they like get your money but mm-hmm. i disputed it on paypal because of course i'm never gonna get it because they don't actually make these things mm-hmm. and i got my money back but i'm continually now getting these fake horror art things on Facebook, these ads that I just know are fake because I look at them, I'm like, there's no way that's $10. Like that is like art. That is pure horror art. And now I'm getting those all the time because I like bought this one thing or try to. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, I I see that a lot too with like, um, not as expensive or big you know purchase item but like t-shirts and shit where i know i'm like these are bootlegs of like t-shirts made by somebody else like i know this because i've seen like it's like a a, you know an iconic design for like horror people or whatever like you've seen it around you're like no that's made by like fright rags or one of the legitimate companies Mm -hmm. like and it's being resold or you know it's going to be a cheap bootleg like rip off they're going to send you if they send you anything yep have you watched the trailers for don't breathe Two or the new Halloween, like the new trailers that have come uh, out? Yes, I was going to say uh, I am very, very excited that theaters are open again. Uh, and we have not only Don't Breathe 2, which looks fantastic. The first, I loved the first Don't Breathe. So I'm oh. very... Very excited for this one. Love it. And I love that it looks like they're taking this in a direction I never would have thought to go, which is to take the villain of the first one and then focus on him as like kind of an anti-hero. At the same time, I'm like, dude better die in this or something. Cause like there still needs to be some comeuppets for everything he did in the first one. You know what I mean? Like there's sure. gotta be, 
I feel like there's got to be some punishment. I'm sure part of the story is him, like what he's doing is probably seeking some sort of reconciliation, you know, by uh, being the hero of this one. Because spoilers, guys, he had a woman trapped in his basement. <laughs> like, you can't just walk she away She killed his that. daughter, though. I'm not saying it was okay. Yeah, well. But, like, there's a little bit of, like, in all of his actions, there's a little, like, well... Well, when you're going to, you know, artificially inseminate her. Like, the person who broke into your house to steal all your money. Again, I'm not saying it's okay, but there's like just that element of he's been done dirty as well. And he, he's reacting in not a great way. Sure. But, <laughs> but you, you still can feel for him like a little bit. Yeah. And this just all, I love movies with just dirty, bad leads you know lead, lead characters like that so i'm all in for the ride but i, I need to see some kind of uh, transformation or something would be good at the end of this one or maybe not maybe there's gonna be a three and he's just gonna turn into like part you know jason Voorhees type character where he just keeps going the blind killing machine so so i asked you this question about these trailers because i'm turning a new leaf or uncovering a new stone or whatever that yeah. phrase is i I'm not watching trailers for things I really want to see anymore. Okay. I used to be ah, addicted to trailers. And I still, mm -hmm. like, most of my subscriptions are trailer sites and trailer, you know, so, like, my when I go on my YouTube, like, sure. that, that's what it all populates. But I just, I feel I learn too much about the movies, especially with how trailers are these days. So wherever I can avoid it, I'm not watching them. And now it's going to be different. If I go to the movie theater, I'm probably going to watch it because yeah. I'm there and, you know, it's part of the process. But, but yeah, I'm avoiding it where I can. Yeah. Halloween kills. Uh, I'm assuming you're like a lot of the internet where people are like, they just ruined the movie because it looks like they give away like tons of plot. And, you know, it. that was sort of my... Impotence? What is that word that... Empetus. Empetus. Thank you. <laughs> Not your impotence. No. Maybe that's why you need the erectile dysfunction pills. Um, whatever that is, that other word you said. Impetus. Empetus. Yes, that word. Um, was that I saw, like, headlines saying how much they gave away. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to oh, watch that trailer. I watched it. Does it look great? Uh, and I keep watching it. It's turned into one That's of those trailers where, where I'm I sitting there. That. I keep watching it over and over because it looks like it's going to be the greatest Halloween sequel of all of them. Could, oh, my God. Because they were teasing. I think John Carpenter himself said this has Michael Myers' biggest body count of Fun. any of the movies. And it, the trailer is like, okay, so every time he's on screen, he's killing is like what the trailer makes it look like. Like anyone near him. So you're like, okay. Holy cow, this is going to be, if you're, you know, if you're a little gorehound like me with these slashers and you want just <laughs> nonstop action, then cool. And what's the third one called? Halloween Dies? Halloween Ends. Ends. Okay. Halloween Kills, too. I'm like, that's a cheesy name, but a cool name because it, <laughs> it really gives you that grindhouse, you know, because there's uh, that uh, the movies with Danny Trejo, uh, Machete. Mm -hmm. That was the second machete. It was called Machete Kills. So, oh, uh, yeah, I never saw those. They're very, very corny. But okay, um, uh, the first one's fun. Second one's like just doesn't even give a crap about being like a serious movie. So, but okay, very excited for this Halloween. I feel like I have to think they're being made by savvy filmmakers. Uh, so I have to think that 
they they're like tricking us into thinking they're giving something away but really we don't have the context for what's going on so we really don't know okay um, they do kind of spoil like how michael myers you know is back since the last movie ends with him trapped in a burning building and you're like that's it right that's got to be it but the trailer mm-hmm. does sort of immediately show you what the next stage would be like how he would get out of that so you're like oh okay i, I guess you're that's probably to silence people that are like they better not be like idiots and just like you know skip over that in the writing where they're like and somehow he's around we don't, we're not even gonna bother to explain what happened i loved the the teaser where they're in the back of the truck and all the fire trucks are going by them and they're like no no don't do yeah. it <laughs> yeah like yep. i love a teaser trailer and i love when the devil i always remember this when the devil wears prada came out the first trailer for that was the scene where miranda presley arrives to the office and everyone's freaking out and getting ready and she walks in the door and it's like the devil wears prada and that's the trailer yeah. is like and I just wish trailers did more of that, like leaving you wanting more as opposed to being like, here's all the good stuff. And I mean, it's not, it's a tale as old as time. It's been like that forever, but there's just been a shift in me like real recently where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to watch that. And Joe's like that a lot. Like I'll start showing him a trailer and he's like, okay, turn it off. I've seen enough. Like sure. I want to see it. Like I don't need to see the second minute of this. It's got me hooked. And so I'm trying to adapt a little bit of of that i guess yeah i have a one of my really good buddies uh that i've known forever but he's been like that for as long as i can remember where he just won't watch trailers and if he can like at the movies he'll try and show up you know he'll try and miss the trailers in the theater and just you know walk in for the movie so he doesn't happen to see anything he doesn't want to see so yeah if i can see halloween kills without seeing this full trailer it's going to be amazing although I want to start seeing more in the theaters. And if there's anything scary, I'm going to be seeing it. And so I imagine I will. And I imagine we will be seeing it and hopefully doing episodes on these. Yes. Also, uh, Candyman. That's the other big trailer that came out that I'm like, that looks fucking incredible. Oh, I ha- yeah, I haven't watched the new trailer or newish. It, the it looks very good. That Candyman, the first movie, is probably one of my all-time favorite slasher movies. Like it's okay. definitely up there. And then how many are there? There's three. Then there's the two sequels. I actually like, maybe that's an unpopular opinion. Remember how mm-hmm. uh, teacher Drew last yeah. episode said, what is a movie that people generally hate, but you like? Uh, there's one I just, again, I said, it's always these slasher sequels. Uh, Candyman 2 or Candyman Farewell to the Flesh is the title. That's the second one. I know a lot of people think it sucks, but I really like that one. So, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that question and I just can't think of anything. There's just, I, I'm, there's gotta be one. It will probably pop up to me at some point and I'll, I'll come back and let you know. But Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like, I'm in line with everyone else's popular opinion because it's usually just the other way, like something everybody loves. I'm not a big fan of, but yeah, that's usually how it goes for me too. And then. Because uh, generally the things I'm like, I love this movie. It's usually something so like obscure underground. Most the general populace doesn't even have an opinion about it. It's, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think about it. Uh, my husband's podcast, which is Three Funny Ladies. is very funny. Check it out. They did Marissa Tomei this week. And one of the facts about her is that she's in The Toxic Avenger. Did you know that? <gasps> I think I did. I read that like a long time ago yeah i did not know that and then she's like a freaking like kid in it right like i she's think so very she's, i mean she's got to be very young yeah she's young she's like in the in a background scene or something like as an extra that could be, i think yeah 
Yeah. But Joe's co-host, Susie, was like, oh, poor thing. And I was like, you need to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, no, don't come to this podcast then, because we are a toxic, we're a pro-toxy podcast. Oh, it's so good. And I mean, I did not think I was going to like that movie. That's one of those movies that really, you know, I was surprised I liked it as much as I did. It was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Nico sent me this meme of this woman in like this all leopard outfit like covering her like head to toe it's almost like a leopard dress but then it like covers her head and all the way down her arms here i'm gonna show you can you see that that's <laughs> it's like it's like a gimp suit but yeah it is leopard. it's like a it's like a gimp suit but a leopard and the the little thing above says a woman puts on this dress when she cleans her house and the reason is that she told her two kids who are terrified of her in this dress that this leopard woman is visiting our house to clean if you don't make the house dirty she won't come back <laughs> <laughs> And then there's like this follow-up thing saying like, imagine you're 35 years old and someone starts showing you this meme and you're like, that's me in that picture. And then you realize your mom lied to you all these years. That's I'm awesome. like, I love it. Like scare your kids into not being dirty assholes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love those methods. I from love what, it. uh, from the last episode, that's exactly what I was thinking for your, your, your niece and her fear of Chucky. <laughs> Like you can totally play into that. We're like, I'm going to call up Chucky. I'll get him on the phone right now. And he will, you know, if she's misbehaving. So I know. And I really like, I felt I like, I want to be like the uncle who gets them into horror movies, but I'm also scared of my sister's wrath and her being like pissed at me for Uh like dramatizing them and making them not sleep and stuff as much. I'm like, I got to wait till they're just a little bit older yeah, so I can start. Because, you know, I pulled up, like, I have this horror art in my room of, like, this sort of kaleidoscope Chucky. And it's, like, the good Chucky, not, like, the evil Chucky. It's, like, when he's, like, hi, we're friends to the end. <laughs> like, yeah. Chucky. Yep. But it's still, they saw it, and they just, like, screamed. And I was, like, oh, wow, okay. I, yeah, that, that's so funny to me. Because <laughs> Ch- Chucky, I thought, was cool as a kid. He wasn't one that really scared me. I liked those movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. Freddy. Freddy and Leatherface, I remember a couple specifically that I'm, like, those guys are horrifying yeah that's kind of part of it too like you know we we got into horror movies as kids but like i was like definitely afraid of all of these movies but i had that people either get scared of something and then you're done with it like forever you're like nope that's not for me or you're scared of something and then you're like i'm absolutely obsessed with this now like i'm so intrigued by my (laughs) reaction to this that i'm obsessed with it so it's funny how that works beautiful trauma yeah that's it Did you watch it? I know we like literally just recorded our last episode days ago. Have you watched anything since then? I squeezed in uh, the next Fear Street. Part oh, two, don't it, tell me too much about it. But just did you like it? It just came out. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I was kind of like watching it. And I'm like, do I like this as much as the first one? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but by the time number two ends, it ties, you know, it comes back around to like tying in with the first one. So, uh, so far it feels like it feels like once all three parts are out that it could play as like, I hope, I don't know if I'd ever sit down and watch it all, but I hope somebody makes like a mega cut where it's just one really long movie. Cause it feels like that's how it should play as one really long movie. 
Yeah, when I I didn't watch in the trailers for the Fear Street movies because I think that I had already started to sort of go this route of like not no watching. Trailers. Yeah, no trailers. And then when you get to the end of the first one, it's like to be continued, and there's like ten minutes left because they show you like the a trailer. giant yep. trailer for the second one. So I just turned it off immediately. Like I know it deals with the camp, and then it's a little more Friday the Thirteenth because you see the killer in the first one, and he's sort of a baghead Jason sort of feel yeah. so, so very very cool though it, it definitely has a different feel than the first one did uh and that's you know because the first one is supposed to feel like a scream type 90s you know mm-hmm. slasher uh and number two is exactly like you said it feels like a friday the 13th type sleepaway camp you know those type of movies and i i love that it, we didn't talk about this before that it's a woman director lee something um mm-hmm. And then I was reading this article that was like, it's kind of a brave thing to make all three movies before you can get sort of like the the general audience feel of what they think of the first one to form what you do with the second and the third one. Kind mm-hmm. of, you know, and I, I'm like, that's so cool, though, like, because you really do it with your vision as opposed to being like, well, what's the audience reaction for this first one? What do they like? What didn't they like? And let's shape the what we do with the other ones around that, which I'm sure so many sequels take that heavily into consideration. Absolutely. It's funny that you say that too, because I just read this article, a a retrospective article uh, with interviews with Sean Astin and uh, Elijah Wood about Mm. the Lord of the Rings movies. Ah. Uh, And they talked about when the first one, when New Line Cinema, uh, because somehow they got talked into putting up the money to shoot all three at once uh, instead of doing the first part and then seeing how it played to audiences, because apparently the producers had no faith in the material being, you know, anything that would appeal to anybody uh, except for the hardcore nerds that already read the books and wanted okay. the movies to be made. Um, but the star power, Sean Astin and Elijah Wood and the people in the movie really like pushed to be like, no, this is going to be a huge thing for the, you know, this is going to be like a next Star Wars or something like that, where it's going to have massive appeal. Just trust <laughs> the filmmakers. Uh, so they did and it worked out for them because the first movie was a huge hit and it's like yeah okay thank god we have the next couple ready to go um but yeah it's funny uh to think about that where that is the normal way of doing it is you would put out the first movie and see what happens before you would get to make anything else so yeah that artistic trust is a huge thing and i mean i feel like that's where i mean it's netflix so they are a huge thing but they can take a a little more risk than someone like universal studios or something like that but didn't they do halloween kills and halloween ends they did the or halloween halloween ends is that the third one yeah yeah they did those back to back right that's what i heard uh i'm not sure if like if they were really truly back to back or if COVID got in the way of anything or okay. what have you, I'm not sure. Um, but that's what I heard was they did the first one uh, before telling the public that like, this is just the first part of more sequels. Uh, and then it was a hit. And then they're like, okay, we got two more coming. So do you think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to die in the second one? Ooh, I don't know. I hope not. I feel like she, but I feel like she's going to die. Yeah, I, save it till three, please. But yeah, um, because I love her too much. And I, I bet like... Judy Greer is going to die in the second one. And I don't want her to. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's such a good she's believably Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter to mm-hmm. me in that movie. So I love the pair of them too much. Like uh, kill any other characters. But the two of them, I want them to survive. And I would love Kyle Richards to live because I but since I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I know she broke her nose making the movie, so that doesn't bode well for her living, just because I imagine <laughs> she's she's gonna it's gonna be dirty. It's, it's gonna, gonna be bad. Yeah. Knife yep. knife to the head or mm-hmm. something. 
Yeah. Anything else? Not, not that I, oh, uh, and really quickly, uh, already, since we're so back to back with the last episode, I'm ready for corrections already. Uh, I mentioned when we were talking about Sweden films, I mentioned that RoboCop uh, remake, which I did check out part of it. Uh, And it's actually just like that Star Wars I was talking about, where it was a crowdsourced uh, fan film where people did scene by scene like different teams made each scene of the movie and then strung it together to recreate an hour and a half movie. So it's really okay. cool where like some of them are like pseudo professionally done where it like looks like the movie accurate costume to RoboCop and you're like, holy crap. And then other times it's like a guy in a Halloween costume from like, you know, a store-bought Halloween costume. Uh, so it, I watched probably a good like 20 minutes of it. It's really fun. So that's awesome. I directed RoboCop the musical at Go Comedy Inferno. Awesome. Did you see that's, it? No, that's awesome. though. Okay. Cause we did it two years there and then it went down to the city theater. I didn't direct that one, but I came in for a weekend because one of the actors was out and they're like, well, you directed it. Like, could you come in and just play this part? And I did. And it was, it was fun. That's um, great. I yeah, love, it was, I love RoboCop. The first movie is fantastic. Yeah, no, it was a great musical. The yeah. best thing about it for sure. I mean, there were lots of amazing performers, but the effects by Tommy Leroy, who's a go comedy guy and an effects genius, his, um, what's the, the big robot that comes in and shoots all the people in the boardroom. Oh yeah, it, the X one thirty or whatever the fuck it's called. It's got oh, like a serial number for a name. His design for that costume was so amazing. It was incredible. That's but, uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool because that's a cool robot. Yeah, very very cool. Well, let's dive into our movie, shall we? Okie dokie. Let me uh, let me pull this baby up. So again, guys, we're doing the tiny terrors, as we tell, tell you. So just one movie that uh, uh, we've decided ahead of time that we're doing. In uh, this week, uh, since I selected, I will read it off. Uh, we're doing The Curse of the Cat People, because I thought it would be fun for us to do the sequel to a movie we both really enjoyed when we covered it, The First right. Cat People. And when we do tiny terrors, we watch a movie that neither of us have seen before. A la yes. like what we typically do to each other. We, this is a film neither one of us have seen. Absolutely. So, The Curse of the Cat People, a tender tale of terror. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, the young friendless daughter of Oliver and Alice Reed, befriends her father's late first wife and, and an aging reclusive actress. <laughs> that's like barely a description of the movie but that's so funny i love i love a short description though those are things plot. that happen in this movie yeah they are and i i mean i wish more movies were like this in regards to sequels and it's like there weren't a ton of sequels back in the day i mean not as many as there are now obviously because like thousands of movies have been made yeah but i appreciate that it's its own thing yeah that was fascinating to me that to decide to take, so we have a few characters from the first Cat People, but like they're in an entirely new context. They're not in anything that's remotely like, because the first Cat People is definitively like a horror thriller. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is not like this. This is is a tender tale of terror. Yeah, it's sort of a ghost story. It has some spookiness, but it's definitely like a fantasy film for like aimed at children, definitely. Yeah, I wish it and it's probably just you know the way movies movies are these days i wish that there had been some 
um, evilness to the ghost. Like the ghost was going mm-hmm. to try to like lead her to her death, like some sort of revenge tale from beyond I, the grave. I kept thinking that was going to be a twist, that there was going to be something sinister because the mood of the movie itself leads you to believe that. Like the way it's the, the spooky wind blowing and, you know, leaves and it's like the end of, you know, it's autumn into winter and you think it's going to be... And Sleepy Hollow is a motif through there. Yeah. The story of Sleepy Hollow. So you think there's going to be some evilness. I thought there would be more there for sure. And it really is just sort of the laid out so that she can be on that bridge and be scared that one time. Like it's a mm-hmm. weird thing to have it be a plot point and then really not be a plot point. Yep. And then the closest thing to anything bad is the the daughter the adult daughter of the old lady she befriends is like pissed at her relationship. <laughs> I was like, calm down, lady. She is a child and a yeah. sweet child. She's never been like, it would be another thing if she came in and she was like a, a Rhoda Penmark and like, she was like awful to you, but she's just like, the next time I see that little girl, I'm going to kill her. <laughs> I know. It's like all because your, your aging mother clearly has like dementia is what's going right. on there. Like give your, doesn't give recognize her a break. you. Yeah. Like that's the problem there. That like, this is tying into like failing mental state as you get older that's why she doesn't recognize you it is interesting that amy the the young girl we don't see a irena is that right irena irena yeah we don't see irena until she sees the picture of her which makes me think that she really isn't seeing irena it really is just straight up an imaginary friend as opposed to like truly a ghost because we don't like see her until she sees the picture of her yeah and then it like sort of puts the face to the ghost yeah and that's kind of i thought that was kind of cool because then it's like you know and you're like is the ghost really a ghost is she there or was it all amy's head yeah, you know I mean? and I think no one, it's all in her head. Yeah, because no one ever else, no one else ever sees Irina, so you think maybe it is just Amy coping. And it is Val Luton directed it, right? Or no, he it? he was still the producer. It's still a Val okay. Luton picture, which was like this was another one that the studio saw that Cat People was a success, so they forced him like, okay, here's your title, Curse of the Cat People, make another Cat People, and he's like, well, I don't want to do the story again. So that's how you ended up with an entirely different movie that he wanted to call Amy and her friend. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, that's literally a line they use in the movie when she's like, Amy and her friend. I like the sound of that. And you're like, oh, mostly I just like she's a very sweet little girl. So you feel bad for her, like uh, having trouble connecting. Yeah. And I mean, her friends were such dicks to her and they're yeah. like, stupid Amy ruins everything. I know. <laughs> and it's like, really? Then you're going to be upset that she didn't invite you to her party, although she thought she did. But like. She yep. did it. And then they're going to be assholes to her. I'm just like, your f- friends are the worst. You don't need yeah. friends like this. Yeah. When no one showed up to her birthday party, though, I was like legitimately sad at that scene. I was like, oh, and then like the housekeeper, she's like, will you come with me to the house? You're supposed to come. He's like, no, go by yourself. And then he's like, how could she have gone by herself? And it's like, you made her. You're like busy vacuuming the ship. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a dick. I didn't care for him. But uh, I also wanted to point out to uh, that actor that you bring him up, the butler, was uh, played by Sir Lancelot, uh, was his stage name. Uh, oh. And I guess he was like a famous Calypso musician. Oh, back in interesting. The day. Yeah, he uh, was the mentor of uh, Harry Belafonte. Wow, okay. Yeah, so there you go, some film history. And he appeared in a few. He also, he appears as a musician uh, in... The Val Luton produced flick, I Walked with a Zombie. 
which you recently watched or rewatched? Uh, watched for the first time. Okay. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Maybe I'll have to throw it in the list someday for you. If we, yeah. if you don't, if you don't seek it out on your own, I might have to assign it. I to probably you won't. One, yeah. One day to watch, but yeah. So Sir Lancelot, he had a, a few, uh, movies he did with Val Luton. He was like a favorite. Okay. I have always wanted to watch this movie because I remember hearing about like, there was some list of like sequels that are nothing like their originals or something weird like that. Sure. And they talked about it being a ghost story and I'm much more drawn to ghost stories than, you know, body transformation things like cat people. Yeah. So I've always wanted to watch this and it was fun. I just was hoping there would be more of uh, an element of terror to it. And it really is more just of like a fantasy story with like a ghost. Yeah, there is. There's kind of a mood thing. Like one, this movie was directed by two different people. So I, cause I guess through production, there was some issues where they changed out. But one of the directors that worked on this was Robert Wise. Um, and he did a whole bunch of movies, but one of his most famous flicks is the original The Haunting. Okay. Do, you know, years later. So it's like, I can kind of see the ghost story, you know, from this into something like The Haunting. That's sort of a, more of a vibe movie than it is like a, actual scares coming at you and that's where this really excelled was like the style of it like i loved Mm -hmm. the scene where irena was like i have a gift for you too and then like the whole scene around them starts like glittering and i'm Mm -hmm. like this is so cool and i loved her running through the woods like that style and that vibe and that feel is like i'm i'm into that like the dark woods a little girl the headless horseman like i wish that there would have been more creepiness to that, but I dug what was there. And it just flew by. I mean, it's an hour and nine minutes. Like, it yeah, is super it went, short. went real quick. There was one scene in the beginning, too, where, you know, the whole thing, like, the tree isn't actually a magic mailbox. I just told you that story. And then they do her birthday, <laughs> and they're like, make a wish. And she's like, but, Dad, you said wishes don't come true. <laughs> and I was like, she's got you there, fucker. Jeez. <laughs> And it was also strange that the dad was like, I worry that she's something like my ex-wife. And it's like, well, your Irina died well before your new wife got like, before you were even married An and item, before yeah. you ha- she, she had this little girl, like she had nothing to do with Irina, yet you're concerned that somehow that experience has carried over to your child's actions like no you are responsible for the fact that your little girl slapped a boy for murdering a butterfly like that's perfectly okay behavior by the way absolutely (laughs) yeah it it was like a beautiful creature and she slapped him Oliver in this one compared to like his character in the first movie, like might as well be a totally different character, you know, where mm-hmm. like in the first one, at least you can go along with him. Cause he's like my wife, something's going on here. Like she's either crazy or she is a monster. I don't know what's happening. So you can kind of feel for his plight. Whereas in this movie, you're like, you're just a bad dad. You're like stifling her creativity and like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Come on. It would have been more interesting had he and Irina had the little girl and Mm -hmm. then like, and that she, but she was a baby when her mom disappeared and died. And then we're like, is she like the mom coming back from the grave, trying to like take her daughter with her? But yeah, but yeah, really it's just, this girl is very confused and lonely and, and she creates this imaginary friend who eventually leaves her because the dad's like, Nope, you can't have imaginary friends either. You can't have any friends (laughs) until he learns his lesson. He's like, it's okay. You can have an imaginary friend (laughs) because you you ran away and were in danger in a blizzard. Like I changed my mind. I changed my mind. And also like when he's like, do you see her here? And she's like, Yes, and the dad doesn't even seem to look 
<laughs> yeah. he sees her, he's like, I don't see her. I'm yeah. like, but you didn't even look. <laughs> you yeah. might see her if you opened your eyes and looked around, Dad. Yeah, come on, man. Ugh. Yeah, this parents is. Parents were the worst. Yeah, they were. This is one of those movies too where it, for years I know it languished as a like oddity where they're just like it's a sequel that's like kind of not a sequel to the one before it so and you know Val Luton has such a cult following that comes up in his body of work but in recent years I'm seeing it like a la I don't know if this was ever super poorly received but like a la something like you know Halloween 3 or whatever it's getting re-examined as like oh this is an underseen masterpiece actually and i'm like i don't know if i'd go that far <laughs> to call it a masterpiece yeah um, but it is an interesting bit of you know film history ephemera yeah and it's it's very pretty to look at and like you you feel for amy so like you're you're on the journey with her and you want her to find happiness in a friend that was the other sad thing is i mean spoiler alert leave now if you want to but when the old lady dies i'm like oh but that was like her only friend yeah <laughs> and, then and then she dies walking up the stairs yet she was upstairs when we first meet her and she throws the ring out the window so yeah that was a little weird <sighs> <laughs> i thought there was gonna be like another ghost upstairs or something like that like that's why she was like i don't really go up there and i'm like oh is there gonna be another twist that like there's some other dead person you know yeah i think this is the really old lady's before... haunted by her own ghost or something like that but yeah this is like before the twist really existed yeah. so much but i kept hoping for one Mm -hmm. But it's like that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's later. That's there's no sixth sense here. We're not going to find out the little girl's dead the whole time, or or for yeah, like or for a minute I thought the 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 old woman's daughter was the ghost. That's yeah, what I for a second too that the oh the I didn't grown even think daughter of that. was going to turn out to actually be a ghost because since like, she always talks about how she, Barbara died when she was nine or whatever. And... Yeah, and the only one that saw her was like you know the old lady and Amy herself mm -hmm. for most of the movie. So I thought she was going to turn out that to be a been ghost cool. as well. But yeah, no, 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 no twist. Oh, well. No just twist. A, just a simple little ghost story. A, a, a tender tale of terror. Well, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. So I guess. Uh, Wrapping it up out of five rings from the King of Spain. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where who gave it to her, she said, right? The King of Spain. The one that she still had, not the one that she yeah, gave Amy. Yeah, yes, out of, yes. Out of, out of five rings gifted to you from the King of Spain, uh, how many do you give it? I give it three and a half rings from okay. the King of Spain. What do you that, give it? That's exactly where I land, too. Three and well, a half. All right. Well, that is a... Scare of approval. Yes! <laughs> Check it out, guys. I guess it's not. I mean, you'll probably watch this and be like, this, this isn't even a horror movie, but whatever. It isn't, but there's ghosts. I mean, it has yeah. an element to it. It's yeah, adjacent. It's yeah, it's adjacent. Horror adjacent. It's got ghosts. And as an addendum to if you enjoyed the first Cat People, I would say watch this as like a footnote to the first Cat People. For sure. For sure. So yep. there you go. We're working our way through. Now we just have to cover the remake of Cat People. Uh, yes. That we, both, that we both haven't seen from the 80s. So. Yep. That'll be a tiny terror of the future. Of the future. A I tiny mean, tender tale of terror. <laughs> I, that one I think is a little, I think that one's a little weirder from what I understand. Oh yeah. That's definitely what I understand. So I I'm understand excited it to check it out. Went a little more Cronenbergian. Uh, yes. The remake in the 80s. So I think that there are some scenes in, um, tear in the aisles that I'm going to be able to put a movie a yeah. face to the movie or whatever Some context. Yeah. So, all right. 
Well, have a great vacation, and we'll see you back next week for a, a full episode. Yep, finally back to the full episodes. That'll feel feel good to really get into it again. Yep, and please um, feel free to write us, scaringasharing at gmail.com. Follow us on the Insta, slide into our DMs, and thank you for listening. Uh, as always, I also wanted to, I forgot, failed to mention last episode. I think it's worth mentioning that for a second, uh, apparently we've got, some Canadian listeners, because uh, we were trending. Oh, yeah. We were trending in uh, Apple's <laughs> movie review podcast within the top t- uh, 100. We were in there for a minute in Canada, specifically in <laughs> yeah. Canada. So thank yep. you, Canada. Uh, whoever's yep. up there listening oh, to Canada. us. Yeah, oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Thank you so much. Uh, we got up to like number 60 something. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. And then we dropped to like 90. And uh, <laughs> But we were there. We were trending. So that's kind of that, yes. that. That has to mean that we had a boost in listeners all of a sudden for some reason. So <laughs> thank you for listening. And hopefully you come back. Hopefully you turn into regular listeners. That's right. And hopefully it keeps keeps going because we're going to keep making them. We're not sick of it. So that's right. You have to deal with it. And please wear sunscreen. I didn't in Wyoming and I'm suffering still a week later. So wear sunscreen because the devil is real, y'all. Yeah, it's I know. I can't wait till it's, you know, my preferred time of year, which is fall into the late summer and then into fall or I don't have to see this wretched sun as much. And the, yep. the colors and the mood are much more to my liking. So, um, yep, and the hours of the sun. Yes, I love those. The night. Yep. We are creatures of the night, if you couldn't tell, and yep. we need our natural state to return to us. Um, yes. So, anyway, as always, guys, uh, keep sharing the scares. <laughs> Watch more fucking horror movies. Yes, because scaring is sharing. Hail Paymon. Death to Videodrome. Long live the new flesh. Bye. <laughs> This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.